And welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. My name is Trip Mitchell, and I'm joined by newsman emeritus Randall Carlyle. I've never heard it referred to like that, but that's... You are the father of all newsmen in this market. <laughs> yeah. Not literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately... I did, I did lead a wild life, but... Uh, I, yeah. Not the case. Yeah. And Randall, now you're working at Odyssey House, and you've told me it is the most fulfilling job you've ever had. I, it's it's so different than working in the media. Uh, I, I think the media is a very, basically a selfish oriented industry because you're trying to make lots of money, and if you're an anchor person or a reporter or whatever, you're trying to climb up the ladder, and so you're focusing on yourself. And even though we're imparting, we were imparting a lot of knowledge uh, and hopefully informing people. And you mentioned on another podcast, entertaining people, which is more of what we're doing, what they're doing now. Uh, I, I just feel like what I'm doing now is more of a, I don't, I wouldn't say, I mean, I get a lot of, I get a lot of satisfaction knowing that we're, that Odyssey House is helping a lot of people. And that makes me feel good. And I didn't feel that way in television. And it's funny because you get into a rat race, and we'll get a chance to talk about the the rat race. We just it's, have her here to look nice in the middle. See, the, the which, lovely lady. To, to, nice and young, but we won't get into that. But when you're in a business that's a dog eat dog world, you, you it's not collaborative because you're always thinking of how. In TV, I know you you look at other people in TV, and you look at where they are compared to you. Are they higher in the food chain? Sure. Are they lower? If and every low- reporter wants to be an anchor, and everybody ostensibly acts like they're getting along. It's like, hi, Trip, how are you? Stabbing yeah. you in the back, you know. Well, <laughs> just not to get too inside, I had a, work, a chance to work for probably the worst person in television. That was Robin Leach, and he was very famous for Lifestyles, Lifestyles of the Rich and, and famous. famous. And we just aged ourselves here. And Robin said to me one time, he goes, Trip, you know I hate you. And I go, Robin, you've made that abundantly clear. <laughs> he bought a station I was running down in Vegas. And he was part of another ownership group, and he didn't like me. And And he said, you are so lucky because you know I hate you. If we were in Hollywood or in a bigger <laughs> operation, you would think I was your best friend and I'd be stabbing you in the back. He goes, Trip, I stab you in the front. <laughs> and I learned a valuable lesson at that point because... People will tell you what you want to hear. And this happens in all walks of life. And to circle around to Odyssey House, part of what Odyssey House does is not tell you what you want to hear. They tell you what you need to hear and what's all the truth. What I like about my job is that I don't think they're... Boy, I'm getting choked up here. Thank you. Uh, Is the fact that I don't think there's another person at Odyssey who wants my job and I don't want somebody else's job. In TV, everybody wants somebody else's job. If that is so true, and I remember very specifically, you'd find out that someone's working with you on a crew has been telling the boss everything bad you do. Right. Just to and try they to get say your, a good job. Yeah, to try to get your Let's gig. get to this lovely lady here. Please do, and that is a beautiful blue on you. Thank you. It's Odyssey blue. See <laughs> that? Right. See that? Okay. <laughs> Sabrina Malin. She works in, in the marketing office. She works in an office with me, and she is in recovery herself. And tell us what you do at Odyssey. So I'm the outreach specialist in the marketing department. That's my full-time job. And then 
I also have a part-time job at Odyssey, so I'm the assistant to the director for Sober Living. Okay. Well, so let's talk about both your circumstances in just a second. Sure. But tell us about your story. How did you get into addiction, and how did you get out of it? So when I was 21, well, let me back up a little bit. When I was 17... This um, was four years ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm almost 38 now. Oh, my God. What a charmer trip. <laughs> Um, so when I was 17, I started working in, in a very adult industry. Um, and TV news? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> With fewer Not clothes. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, and I was engaged at the time, and he had cheated on me. And that, between that and dancing, it took me down a really dark path. And I wanted to do anything I could to not feel what I was feeling. And uh, that's when I, so I started at 21 years old, I started using meth. And uh, I was a meth user for 15 years and eventually led to, you know, GHB. And then I became, you know, a huffer. I did inhalants for a long time, crashed two cars in one month because I was huffing while driving. Um, I had a lot of negative experiences with men. Um, needless to say, I'm no longer a man hater. I was for a short time, but no longer. But I could go on and on all day long. I mean, my life feels like a movie with all the stuff and crap I went through. You dealt with the criminal with justice system? Mm -hmm. I was in jail five times in Maricopa County, Tent City. I was in Tent City. Um, so for those who don't know, Maricopa County is down in Phoenix. And right. Tent City is great when it's 80 degrees out, not so great in the summer. Right. Uh, uh, luckily, I was there in the winter time, but even in the winter in the desert, it's extremely, extremely cold. So we had like seven blankets, and we're still out in the elements. It was really Sheriff Joe is not a very compassionate No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, so that was an eye-opening experience for me. Um, was there any benefit out of it for you? To be in jail and the reason I ask that is we've interviewed some other people from Odyssey House who their bottom was being in jail that and so they look at it as an advantage because it it allowed them to okay I'm getting off this show this yeah. train and I'm, my life is gonna get better was that the case for you um, so my times in jail were not drug related okay. luckily um, so I was in it, the longest I was ever in there was a month and a half. And so uh, to be honest, that was not my lowest point. My lowest point had to deal with, it. I almost lost my life and the life of a loved one. And, uh, that was my lowest point where I was just like, I gotta, I gotta change. I gotta do something different. Fantastic. I'm glad you did. Yeah. And how you. did you get out of it? Did you go to a treatment center? Or did you... I went to Odyssey. I, I was in, I went back to Arizona for New Year's and I was already living here for a few months and I went back for um, New Year's and relapsed really hard and got in a dangerous situation and I called my mom and I'm like, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Had she heard that from you before? No. So and she knew that was the ma those were the magic words. Yeah, yep. And so she got on the internet and looked at all the treatment centers, and she said she for some reason she just kept going back to Odyssey House, 
for some reason and she felt like that would be the best fit for me. We went in and had an assessment and then a couple weeks later they called back and said that um, they could get me funding and I started and I wow. went treatment. Yeah. <laughs> and you have no relapses? None. <clears throat> that is fantastic. As an Odyssey House grad. <laughs> And yeah. now an Odyssey House employee. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So that, that is a wonderful story. How long were you in Odyssey House? Uh, nine months. Nine. So that is for those viewers who have not experienced any relative in the addiction community. That's one of the fundamental differences in Odyssey House in that the when you see the ads late at night of the Malibu <laughs> Treatment Center, which is 30, 30, 30 days. wonderful days with your own chef and your own masseuse. That is not how the real world works, where Odyssey House is the real world, because nothing is perfect. And, and we can't tell you, people ask us all the time, how long is your program? And our answer is really, is really it's, it's how you do in the program. Uh, it's how long it takes you to get, I mean, her doing nine months is not, uh, not nearly the longest of anybody in the program. Right. Uh, and not the shortest. It, it could, I guess, the average maybe is four to six months or six to eight months. Or, yeah. And know. and the reason being is, you learn addiction is a <laughs> lifelong. You practice it for many many years. She was a meth addict for thirteen years. You don't go into a thirty day program, get a massage every day, and get your meal made for you, and learn how to change your lifestyle and your your, your way of thinking that you'd done for 13 years in 30 days of luxury. You can't yeah. do it. That's you like know. a vacation from your addiction. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no. Vacations all end. Right. <laughs> so during that nine-month program, you'd mentioned you'd called your mom, and she was so influential in, first of all, finding yeah. Odyssey House and being drawn back <laughs> to it. Tell me about how she changed during that nine month. It must have been amazing to see her just, that weight being taken off her. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah, it really was. Um, she is so proud of me. She, it's, She's my best friend and my biggest supporter. And she can't believe the changes that I've made from the time that I moved back here um, in 2000, the end of 2014 till now. She is just so grateful to Odyssey House and how much I've grown and just how much I'm helping people and that recovery is my passion. She just, she can't believe it. None of my family can, and they just are so proud. It's just, I've got my family back. I've got a life back. I've got a career that I love and, and, and a career that I'm passionate about, and I couldn't ask for anything more. Can you ever see yourself doing anything else, or is this, you've met your life's work? Um, right now, this is what I can see myself doing. I mean, I would love to eventually go back to school and get a degree. Um, I, I'd love to stay in this field and eventually become a director. But for now, this is where I need to be. Okay. You had mentioned that you have two jobs at Odyssey. Yeah. You've got a full-time and a part-time. Yes. Let's talk about both of them. Sure. Tell so, me about the full-time job. When you get uh, to sit next sure. to this lug. <laughs> That's right. We share an office. We sure do. You lucky girl. I know. <laughs> yeah. I love working with Randall. Um, so out my outreach specialist job. Um, you got a raise. That was good. That was good. <laughs> just keep going. Um, so I get to take clients um, from one of our three adult residential facilities, 
and they get to take them either to the youth VOA or the men's and women's VOA. And they explain get to, what VOA and oh the Volunteers of America. So it's like okay. a detox center, and I get to take them uh, once a week, and they get to share their story with the clients there, and it's just so inspiring. Like every time I go. You know, they just have these most powering stories, and people are so inspired. They are just wanting to come in right away. Like, how do I get in, and what can I do? And every time, it blows me away. And I get to bond with these clients. I get to know more about them. So I really love doing that. And then I get to go to the jail and run the drug offenders group sessions okay get to go to jail <laughs> yeah <laughs> not many people say yeah. that do they <laughs> so, my first time doing that was um it, it was very very uh eye-opening because oh, intimidate you were intimidated yeah i think i stopped breathing at one point because <laughs> the lady that i was shadowing she had to tell me to breathe twice so i must have stopped <laughs> a couple times but um, it was very surreal to be on the other side of the jail system rather than an inmate. So that was my first time in a jail in over 10 years. And this time I, I'm not an inmate. So it was, it was surreal and uh, definitely different. <laughs> well, it amazes me. And we've had one of our, our guests was a member of the Odyssey Hout family who's probably going to end up doing some federal time, but yet she spent nine months prior to that getting clean. And that to me shows a real commitment to sobriety and, and getting clean because many people would think, well, I'll drink and party up until I go to jail and then I'll get clean inside. But jails are not designed to get you clean. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, I've never been to prison, but I know a lot of prison stories from people who have been in prison. And, you know, some prisons, it's easier to get drugs in there than it is on the streets. So it's not necessarily the best place to go to be clean. <laughs> so. so when you go out and visit jails, what are, what are some of the messages that you have seen and that communicated to people? Well, mainly the reason that I go there is to give them resources to when they get out. So these are voluntary groups, so anybody can come. This isn't like an organized, I need this person, this person kind of a group. It's whoever wants to come. This is our DOGS program, right. which stands for what? I don't know. Uh, drug Offenders Group Sessions. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I did a I D-O-G, yeah. yeah. Yep, so it's like, it's almost like a prelude to the CATS program. Which is? I don't know what that stands okay. for. <laughs> it's something like criminal addiction treatment services or something like that. Yes. But that stands for that, cats. That would work right. out as well. <laughs> so it, it's got to be a, a situation where you get out of jail and if you have the addiction gene, first thing you want to do is get a drink or alcohol or something. And, and by having these resources, these people can call a number and hopefully not get into that pattern. That's right. That's right. They A lot of them want to know, once I come in, they want to know more about what treatment's like, um, what resources are out there so that they are not homeless when they get out. And that's basically what the group's about. It's mainly about the resources that are available. 
So. And that has to be just such a, a empowering job to have. It really is. I've I've never had like a happier job, a, a more meaningful job in my life. And I can actually say it is a career, and I've never had that. It's it's overwhelming, and I love it. I love every minute. So, Sabrina, your other part-time job (laughs) is? Uh, I'm the assistant to the director for Sober Living. Okay. And what does that entail? (laughs) A lot of crap. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So much. Um, I do inspections on our Sober Living tenants every week. So I go into every single apartment, and I check for cleanliness and make sure smoke detectors are working, that they have Narcan and first aid kits and that kind of thing, and I and I check off a little checklist to, you know, score them on how their cleanliness is. Um, so, so why is cleanliness important if I want to kick uh, drugs or alcohol? What, what's why is that important? Well, it's transitional living. So we are trying to teach them how to transition into real life, into you know normal life. From residential to normal life, and so it's a. And that's a it's big a middle step. step. It's a huge mm-hmm. step because you, in our residential programs, I mean, <laughs> you, there's, a, there's a daily rundown of, of how the day is going to go for you and you and me. And it's like, get up at a certain time, eat breakfast at a certain time. Here's when your next group is going to be. If this is your job in the house, this is what you have to do. And I mean, and to go from that to total freedom all of a sudden can be daunting for a scary well, experience. Well, sure. That's, you know, because you've, you've had your life controlled, and it's easy not to... You can't buy drugs at Odyssey House, but when you get out on the street, you can you can do whatever you want. And so this is our attempt at, at, at getting people, you know, transitioning. That's what we call it, trans-housing. And this and, is super important because, you know, in joking about the 30-day program for $50,000, there isn't that transition, but you need that. To go from a totally structured environment to you're on your own. You can make all the mistakes right. you want. Right. But yet you're there to try to help these people through that. That's right. Yep. So, Sabrina, you've met a ton of people. Yes. <laughs> what is, is there a constant on someone who wants to get help? Or is it just all over the map? Because you have a lot of people reaching out. And I know you did in your case. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is there any constant or is it just all over the place? You know, it's, it's really all over the place. I've seen people come in from other states trying to get help. Um, the, we, we have a wait list. We are so full. We have a wait list. It's, so it's, it's kind of both, actually. It's constant and it's all over the place. But people leave all the time, too, so that bumps people up. So really, it's, that's a really good question. That's hard to answer. If you talk to our clients and say... You know, why did you decide? I mean, at, at, at the group that I went to last night, uh, a couple of the parents asked me, what, what made me decide to get sober after all those years of being a functional alcoholic? And I described where my mind was. I said my life was okay, uh, although I'd gone through four wives, so I must have... Uh, but Randall, you were still getting paid to be an anchor or well, to be a news reporter. You know, but 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 there was something in. I was depressed. I didn't feel good about myself. Uh, I was ashamed of what I was hiding, uh, and so that was 
that was one of the reasons that I decided to get sober. But if you would ask any of our clients, because because they talk about that, especially when we go out on these things to VOA detox centers, um, why they decided, to, you know, some did because they got busted and they went to jail or they went to drug court and they were offered no option except to go to treatment. Other people, I was at the point where I wanted to commit suicide or I just was, I, I talked to several people that were arrested in Operation Rio Grande and I said, and, and who are succeeding now? I said, what, you know, they were arrested, which was the impetus to get them into a program. But the reason they decided to stay sober and go through the treatment program is I was just tired of my life the way it was. I, I, you know, I was okay living on the street. I was okay being homeless, okay getting a fix every day, but I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired. I want to do something. I there is do, an easier, softer way. Yeah. And one of the things, Sabrina, is that you, you probably notice in people is that the problems that you have while you're an addict can all be cured once you stop being an addict. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, something that seems insurmountable, that just, you know, and you have some clarity of thought, you have some follow through, you have the life skills yeah. that can eliminate. And I joke in, in our business, in the broadcast business, if a problem can be cured with money, it's not really a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but in addiction, it's just the ability to realize that you've had enough and to make that change. Mm -hmm. And you've probably seen some amazing stories. Yeah, I really have. Can you tell? Can you talk about one? Maybe a parent, someone who got their kids back, or something that really causes you to know that you're spending your days in in an eminently fulfilling way. Um, yeah, I can actually. Um, so there was a girl that came into our parents program, and the reason she got in is because she knew my dad. My dad. Um, knew her dad and my dad actually um <laughs> found her dad dead because he he used to work for him and he didn't show up for work one day and he went to his house and he was dead and uh i've known this guy ever since i was little but i never met his daughter and um my dad called me one day and told me about her and that she's going through some addiction issues and what could I do to help her. So I immediately went down to our admissions and I asked if we could get her in and they said yes and we got her in almost immediately and my dad said to her before she came in and he just told me this recently, he told her don't let my daughter down <laughs> and um, she completed the program she she was successful she went all the way through it and she was able to get her child back that her husband had taken from her and she she's doing really well and i was just blown away i ran into her last night i'm trying to get her on this podcast uh, it, it hasn't worked out because she has a job uh daytime when we're normally taping isn't that a great way not to be able to come yes, on the show yes and she looks wonderful, and she's she's just doing great. She took yeah. it when she was in the parents' uh, program. She really took charge of the house and was making sure that everybody was doing their chores and duties, and everybody was you know staying clean. And 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 yeah, she's an amazing woman. Yeah. Well, that that is wonderful. And on the screen, you'll see the number for Odyssey House. And if you have some questions, if you have a 
parent or excuse me a child or a loved or one. a parent or a parent that's true yep and There's nothing wrong with that nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. that call this number talk to the folks at odyssey house odyssey house is an amazing resource and having a chance to meet you randall and and talk about this has been a lot of fun but the important thing is talk to someone odyssey house will if we're, odyssey we're, house we're one method we're not yeah. the only method you know, there are treatment centers that work for people and treatment centers that don't. And, and Odyssey works for some people and doesn't work for other people. Other people will go to, if we're talking nonprofits, something like First Step or House of Hope, for First Step for Men, House of Hope for Women, uh, Epic, which is part of uh, Valley Behavioral Health. Uh, there's, there's a lot of programs and they're all a little different. Uh, we like to brag that ours is probably the most strict. Yeah, that's uh, the hardest. And, and, and people, some of the clients that we've taken places say, I went through First Step and it wasn't strict enough for me. I, and I wanted to go to Odyssey because I needed that kind of strictness. And it's, sure. You know, so. But there are people, the important thing is there are people out there right. to help. And that's why you call a number and talk to people. And we just, our last show last week, we had a chance to talk to a gentleman who does a uh, Al-Anon type meeting on Tuesday family nights. group family group that's available over in 21st South so there's a lot of resources out there and the most important thing is if you feel alone call and talk to someone because there are some people out there who you know like Sabrina really dedicated wonderful people who are there to help you succeed and Sabrina thanks so much for coming on the Thank show you. we really appreciate it Absolutely. And the message is there is hope Yep. There's hope no matter how far down you, you think you are, yeah. uh, because I mean, it varies with people when you talk about their rock bottom, wherever, that, wherever it was. But no matter, you know, whether it's somebody you love, whether it's you, there's, there's hope because you can change. Well, it's fantastic. All three of us know that, right? We all know it firsthand, and it's a lot better, <laughs> not in my case, not to be drinking. You know, I can't speak for same Randall, from, but same I know. here. Yeah. My, my my smile is genuine now, not a, <laughs> hey, you know, that, that kind of smile. So. Sabrina, thanks so much. I want to thank our You're crew. Welcome. Lee, you do a great job. Bill Francis is here from Comcast Channel 17 watching his first show. And if you're enjoying the content. He hasn't should... applauded yet. Come on. Hey, there there we goes. go. There we go. Thanks to everyone at Comcast for putting these shows up on Channel 17. Yes. We, we love doing the work, and this is our way of giving sure. back and so call that number talk to people this is a huge problem but you can get out of it sure and there's some great people who have dedicated their life to doing that sabrina thank you so much You're randall welcome. as usual i'm See you next week we'll do that take care thanks for watching